Welcome to your one-stop shop for some of the best dirt track racing coverage in the Carolinas and beyond. We feature the SEDRA, the Carolina Sprint Tour, the Carolina Clash, and the Ultimate Super Late Models. Hear from some of the best personalities in dirt track racing. This is Doomwich on Dirt. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Doomwich on Dirt. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and today is episode 42 of the show, and joining me is going to be one of the young hotshots on the late model scene in the southeast. We're going to be talking to Matthew Taylor. He is from Georgia. He is currently in his second year, I believe, of running late models. I think he just started high school. He's 15 years old. I've uh, known about him for a little while. Pretty much since I started doing the Doom Witch stuff late last year, we kind of just found each other on Instagram, liked each other's posts, and uh, ended up talking to him a little bit. Uh, a little interview I did over at the Winter Freeze. Uh, if you're OG and you remember seeing that or you go back and watch it, I appreciate you. <laughs> that was cool. I, I was new to this stuff. He was new to not really doing interviews and stuff like that, but I uh, appreciate him wanting to come on the show. I, uh, I know this podcast is a day later than usual, but... I uh, ended up not getting off to like 7 o'clock yesterday, and I usually try to get them out Tuesday nights just because uh, I think it's just a good day to be able to get it out. and uh, So it's not like too, too far out of the weekend, but not too like far before the weekend. I feel like Tuesday, Wednesday is a good mix, but uh, I just sent out a message like, hey, anybody want to come on a podcast? And he messaged me and me like, hey, you need anybody? And I was like, Heck yeah, dude, let's do it. So we're going to be talking to him today, just how he got into racing, uh, a lot of stuff he's had to learn uh, moving up from like smaller cars, what he did before, and to get into a late model. And some of the he's had some good runs. It's really starting now. He ran awesome at Cochrane a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, the guy who won that race, John Ruggiero, he sent me a message when I posted a story saying he was coming on, and he was like, yeah, he's a wheel man. Yeah, it's a good show. I'm going to listen to it, and I appreciate you, John. Uh, also, another congrats, John Ruggiero is one at Cochran 20,000. I think, uh, yeah, that was the same night as uh, Hall of Fame race at Cherokee. But uh, before we get into the interview, after that, we're going to talk about what little racing did get in. I think one of the only tracks that really did race this past weekend was Traveler's Rest, which Friday makes sense. But I know this upcoming weekend, we got Carolina Clash, we got Carolina Sprint Tour, we got SEDRA, that's where I'll probably be at, and a bunch of other big stuff happening. We got stuff at Carolina, we got stuff at East Lincoln. Uh, Harris has the Randy Hill Memorial, I believe it's still the Randy Hill Memorial. I know it's the CIHA, uh, just a lot of racing going on. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, before we get Matthew on the Front Wheel Drive Friday hotline, I just want to obviously thank Kyle, Front Wheel Drive Friday, and obviously Go to drinkvictory.com and use the code DOOMWICH10 to get yourself your own Victory Fuel drink or apparel, merchandise, whatever they got on there. Go check it out. Get yourself something. Don't forget to use code DOOMWICH10 at checkout. Uh, appreciate them still uh, being on board with me and uh, appreciate whoever uses it. That's awesome. I really do enjoy the drink. It's really tasty. Their flavor is called Throttle Punch. Uh, I ordered four just to start it out. Because I had one that was like lukewarm, and then like I was like, eh, let's see if I really do like this drink. And we're out. Like I love this drink; it's pretty good. So go check them out, uh, give them a review, and yeah, let's get into the interview with Matthew. Today's guest is the driver of the 38T out in Georgia. He is one of the young prospects out on the late model scene 
in Georgia and around the Southeast. He is 15-year-old Matthew Taylor. How you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. So try to just give people a little bit of background on how we like first met. I think we first saw each other on Instagram probably about, like I don't know, uh, going on a year ago, probably. I think both of us have probably yeah. started our Instagrams. Like, I started the Doom Witch stuff, and then uh, you were starting up your uh, your Instagram, just posting all your racing stuff. And then uh, yeah. we were both planning to go to Winter Freeze, and I was like, hey, mind if I do a little interview thing? I wasn't sure what type of content or what type of stuff I was doing. We were like, yeah, me and this dude started talking a little bit online. I'll just do a little interview. And we did it, and uh, I said in the little intro before I brought you on that, uh, if anybody remembers that, how many little followers, uh, probably either of us had at that point, they're, they're real OG for remembering that back in February. But, uh, I think that's the only time I've seen you race in person and, uh, you've really progressed a lot since then looking at your results and, you know, just where you've been able to run throughout the year. You've been in a 602 and a 604 all year. Uh, just overall, how would you describe your year so far and like, what's some of the things you've had to learn? Um, well, yeah, you know, it definitely started off slow. You know, we got two new race cars, new to us race cars. Um, and, you know, it just it just takes some time to learn how to set them up and really just get everything going right. You know, we, we've had a lot of trouble, just little stuff with the 602, you know, like the bad carburetor had to get some sent off to stealth a few times, done them ourselves. You know, just little stuff like that that's hurt us. But overall, it's, um, you know, going into this year, uh, coming out of Chargers, which is a starter class, um, you know, I, I knew it was going to be a learning experience, and it definitely has been. Um, you know, it's, we've gotten better over the year, but I still got a lot to learn. And it's just a whole process. Like compared to a bunch of the guys you're racing against, a lot of them have been doing it as long as you've been alive or even longer. And I bet that's something you hear a lot, but it, it really just shows that how much dedication and passion you and your family and your team just has to be able to keep going and keep getting better results. I uh, saw a couple weeks ago you had your first uh, made your first main event for the CRUSA uh, Crate Racing USA late models, and that's a that's a big accomplishment to have. Uh, for anybody and then you had an awesome run at Cochran a couple weeks ago you won your heat race for the big 20,000 to win 602 race and then you're running up front you're running pretty well for the whole race and end up having something happen and falling back to 17 that race uh uh how uh, what happened at Cochran and was that one of your highlights of the year um well you know so we won our heat race and all that stuff and we just kind of missed it missed the core on setup Saturday night or Sunday night, um, and just kind of, you know, we started good. We were still running good, about seventh for most of the race, and we just got to saving tires, and then it uh, rubbered yeah. uh, about halfway through, and then the car just really went to crap. And then um, I got I got into a few run-ins with some guys and messed up my front end some, got some aero damage, and that didn't really help. Um and just ended up going straight to the back. And uh, then on one of the restarts, uh, some dude spun out in front of me, and I was on the bottom, and he was going to the bottom, and I just had nowhere to go. Yeah. It's and the same when you just have nothing, nothing you can do in that situation. You're just kind of along for the ride. 
Yep. Yeah, that's kind of the, the way most of my crashes have been this year is just, you know, either a flat tire or just stuff happening right in front of me where you just can't can't really do anything but lock it down and uh-huh. door them. Pretty much. Uh, looking at the field for that race at Cochrane, like, it, that was that was a tough one. You had Ruggiero, who he's an absolute hot shoe around my area over here in the Carolinas. You got Carson Ferguson. Everybody knows Carson Ferguson at this point. Mark Whitener, he's a great limited like legend <laughs> in the southeast yeah. and the whole uh, country. I'd even say Caleb Gay, he's up and coming. He's been around the crate division in that area for a long time. Cody Overton, mm-hmm. everybody knows Cody. Matt Dooley, he's a legend in the Georgia area. A uh, bunch of big names. Uh, name around me was uh, Jake Jackson. He, uh, Me and him kind of grew up in the same area. You know, I've kind of kept mm-hmm. up with him a little bit. Chase Blackwell, he's really good around our area. But uh, going back to Matt Dooley, uh, it seems like, uh, based off of just what I've seen online, it seems like you and your uh, your family or just you have like a relationship or just running a car that kind of is one of his. Or like, uh, what's your relationship with, uh, with Dooley? Oh, um... About middle of the season, we um, we took the car up there to Moore Fabrication in Fayetteville. They work on cars and do setup stuff because, like, we just got to a point in the 602 car that we just couldn't really get it any faster than what it was. So we carried it up, up there to them, um, which Matt works up there. And, you know, they, they cut on the car. They did some stuff to it. And it's just been really good ever since. And, you know, he's he's helped us pretty much the whole way since that. And he's just really been a big help for me as a driver and set up stuff. And, you know, it's just really great guy that we have helping us. That's awesome to see. You, when when you feel like you're just getting as much as you can out of it and have a guy like Matt come uh, be able to help you guys and give you guys good feedback, especially you even behind the wheel because how much – more laps just over time he's had and you'd be able to help you with little things here and there it, it could really be a big help throughout just uh, just learning how to really race in just certain situations you go in and certain things like that uh, i also saw earlier in the year you were running a 604 for will harrington how did that kind of come about well i wasn't really driving for the him, car yeah. for him um but that that is the XR1 that we bought. We bought it from him. Uh, that's the um, red car now. Yeah, that's the okay. red car. Um, so that, that's the 604 car that we've been running for a little bit this year now. Um, and we're we're going to go hit, I think, the rest of the careers and USA shows with it and just some more local stuff. Um, and we recently got... Uh, Vic Hill racing engines, which we're going to run in super sometime next year. Just hit the local stuff too. And we're going to eventually drop the 604 and the Scorpion. Okay. So that 602, it's a Scorpion? Yeah. It's a 15 house car. Okay. Yeah, so it's still a pretty good car, even though it is about seven, eight years old. Um, with the CRUSA late models, uh, what, which car is that? Is that 604 or 602 you're running for those? That's the 604, oh, the okay. red core. I was just making sure because uh, I'm probably yeah. going to be at Talladega this week, and I wanted to see if you guys are going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'll be there this weekend, but we might be there on the 29th. 
to where, to, to where you guys are in Georgia, like what are some of the closer tracks to you? Um, well, Cochran is definitely the closest, uh, Swainsboro, um, Scraven, Needmore, Sanoa, East Alabama, all, all of those tracks are within hour and 30 minutes to two hours. So not really that far of a drive for anywhere, um, good around here. So we, yeah. we can definitely just pick and choose every weekend and just, um, you know, go run what we want to. Man, that that's a good selection of tracks you have too. Like you get over here, it's hard to really find a lot of locked down divisions that are like, hey, this track runs six oh two every week. This one runs six oh four. There's a guy that uh, I've done some stuff with, Taylor Wood. You might have raced against him at uh, Swainsboro or Scriven a couple other places. He uh, he lives about twenty thirty minutes from me, and he's talking about like I don't have anywhere to run unless I go up to Cherokee two hours away when they run it every couple of weeks, or if I go to Swainsboro every weekend. And he en- ends up choosing Swainsboro, and it's just certain areas mm-hmm. they don't have the like you're you could you probably have an option for a race every single weekend until the end of the season with so you will either you know pull out the 602 or the 604 where you have but around me you'd have to go at least two hours so like i'm in an area where my closest track is lawrence or sumter and those are about 50 minutes to an hour uh, so you gotta be thankful you're in that good area and it seems like you definitely traveled around a little bit like um going up East Alabama and stuff like that, North Georgia. Uh, what would you say is probably one of your favorite tracks you've been to overall or this year? Um, I would definitely say need more. Um, it, it, that's just really fun place to drive on. It's definitely tricky for a driver. It's pretty hard to race on, but when, when Chance has that place right, it's really fun to race on. Uh, have you seen anything about Sonoya adding like the new service and <clears throat> the new dirt they put down? See, uh, how do you think that's going to go? Um, I I don't really know what kind of dirt it is. I don't know if they put more gumbo on it. Yeah, it or looks anything. like gumbo. But um, you know, it's the same stuff they put on it last time, so I don't really think it'll be much different. I think they're just putting it on there so it'll quit rubbering and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Because it has been rubber in the past few races. Yeah, especially for the Supers, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much ever since they had that terrible, terrible night back in March before the Southern All-Stars were at Cherokee. So it was like Saturday, March 4th or 5th, something like that. It was where they had the track was just so rutted up and so rough that they had like 44 Supers. And then after qualifying, 20 of them packed up. And then like 16 started the feature. And then three finished on the lead lap, and then Will Harrington won, and uh, Ross Bells, and uh, dang, I can't think of who was third, but they wrecked coming to the checkered, so one car only came across the line unbeaten, and it was. <laughs> I, think, I think it was Parker Martin. Parker Martin, yep. I almost Parker, said. Uh, yeah. I almost said Kenny Collins. <laughs> those two mm. names. Those those names aren't similar, but in my head, for some reason, they're similar. Kind of like I've. I've for some reason, when I'm talking about certain races around here, I keep saying March Madness instead of Open Wheel Madness. I don't know. But <laughs> back to it. Uh, yeah. So do you have any tracks that are like a dream for you to be able to race on in the world, in 
in dirt racing in general, like any race, any racetrack you see on flow or just online, you're like, I want to race there. Yeah, I have really quite a few that are really cool that I've always wanted to go to. Um, list them all. Definitely Eldora. That's everyone's every late model driver's dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably uh, Fairbury and Davenport. Love Davenport. Those are two good tracks. Um, and probably uh, Gateway too. That, that seems like a pretty cool little place. I feel like you can go there now with that 602 or 604. I know a guy that ran a 525 there last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we've yeah. definitely been thinking about it. Yeah, too bad their registration, uh, they filled up in like five minutes or something crazy like that. But that just shows like how much uh, the drivers and the fans and stuff really love that event. And I, I would love to make it out there this year and next year, but it's looking like it's probably going to be next year. Uh, any other tracks you got on your list? Um, not real sure. Uh, um, one Veda Speedway Park in uh, New Mexico. They do the Wild West Shootout. That place always looks pretty cool. It seems like definitely want to go to East Bay before it closes. We gotta try to hit that this year because they'll probably have a Crate Racing USA event next winter, uh, this upcoming winter, like they usually mm-hmm. have had. I remember Ashton, uh, Ashton Winger won that this past year. Yep. Yeah, I think they're doing some big super race the weekend yes. before it closes. Uh, next October, I think it's second I think it's second weekend of October. I think it's like 12th or 14th. They're in a, doing a yeah. 50,000 to win Lucas show. I think it's their last show before Dirt Track World Championship next year, whether that's at Eldora or whatever that series decides to do next year. But hey, mm-hmm. I plan to be down there for that. I've been to East Bay once. My Before my girlfriend moved up here, I was driving about an hour around East Bay to go see her. And so me and her ended up going there like during Speed Weeks last year. But based off of what we were doing when I was getting down there, I ended up being one day late to see Lucas Oil there. So I ended up seeing the Sprint cars there, which I was really cool. I like the facility. You can kind of tell a little bit that they're kind of just hanging on uh, to what they got, not putting a lot of money into the facility since they know it's going away and that facility has been uh, sold and the property already has all the plans for it. Uh, I think I was ta- <clears throat> I think I was talking to Ben Watkins about it, where when you're sitting in the stands there or even in the pitch, you'll look up off the back stretch and they just have the huge mine up there and that. That's one of the, I wouldn't say it's one of the prettiest like views of a racetrack I've seen, but it's definitely one of the most interesting, like cool ones to see where you just have a huge mound of stuff just up behind the racetrack, like a thousand feet. And it looks pretty cool. It's a, it's a cool overall track. Yeah. Um, and it, it always seems to have a pretty good racing surface. It might be rough at times, but it usually races pretty good. I think that's really that's all, all I care about is yeah. I don't care how the track is as long as you can race on it I'm fine with it yeah most racers are that way too um but yeah I try uh Vado I think that's an interesting one because I I think I watched every night of the Wild West shootout they had back in January when I was watching that and Chili Bolt at the same time because those are always the same week and uh Kelly Carlson and his guys they always do a good show there and people that prep the track it seemed like they had a different track every night and the track was always really good. And it seemed like uh, one night it would be just uh, around the bottom. Uh, you could still, uh, throughout the race, you'd be, it would kind of move up towards the top. And then one night it would go top to bottom. And then th- I think it was the second to last night or the last night, I remember 
I think it was Davenport, Larson, and Bobby Pierce were just having a slide job fest for 50 straight laps, and that made me want to go to that track. I don't care how far away it is. I want to go to a type of place like that. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I've watched one of them races, it's always been really good up there. I wish Um, they were able to race out there more. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they would. They they don't really run late model stuff all that much, Mm. I don't think. I think it's more UMPs and legend cars, actually. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. That um, just how racing is in the different areas and the different cars, where you see these type of cars putting on a this good of a show, and then they're just not around there for the rest of the year. I'm gonna kind of look them up real quick because I'm kind of interested about that. But um, do you have like any goals for the rest of the season coming up? Like just more consistency, or you want to try to go for a win, or uh, what you thinking for the end of 2023? Um, well, definitely pick up a 602 win or two and, um, you know, just kind of start to run more top 10 up, up that ways in the Craigers and USA shows. Um, that's really it for me. Just um, okay. Just keep up what I've been doing about – I run about top five in the 602 just about every week that I finish a race, which is pretty decent for the cars around here because mm-hmm. this, this southeast Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia area has some of the toughest 602 fields around. Very competitive. Uh, based off what I've seen, as long as I've been around, it's been very competitive. Uh, I just thought of another track I think you should uh, knock off your list. Well, two of them, they're in the same area. I feel like you should try to make it up to the Taz sometime, Tazwell, and volunteer Bulls Gap. I feel like those would be two really cool tracks to see run at. Yeah, yeah, I have thought about those too. There's just too many places to <laughs> choose from. You go up in that area a little bit. You got 411, you got Taz, you got Bulls Gap, you got, um, I'm missing more, I 75. I don't know what's been going on I 75. There's been a lot going on. Uh, Tri-County, they've had stuff going on. Their owner passed away earlier this year. And then there's a for sale sign out by the out by the track, by the sign for a track by the road. And, it, of yeah, course, it just, makes a, it just makes a rumor mill go. When Ray Cook is still running that place, he's still doing a good job with it. Their car counts are okay. And they still got a couple more big events. And the price they have it at, I don't think – it depends depends who looks at an option to buy it. I don't feel like for the I think it's listed at one point two five. I don't feel like that's a good. Uh, I'm not too sure about the price. I'm not too sure what the area what other prices for like mountain properties really look like that. But I, I mean, if I had one point two million dollars, I would buy that racetrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it would definitely be um, cool to keep that place going for yeah. sure. And um, Ray Ray really does a good job with it. When he has the Southern Nationals, he runs a weekly there. SEDRA goes there. Castro Flow Night in America will be there next month. They they have a good mm-hmm. bit of shows. Yeah, they always put on a good show there. Ray Cook really does a good job with um, the Southern National stuff. No, I think he does too. Um, there's just. There's just so many tracks, especially around you, just so competitive. So I think it's really good for you to be in an area like that to really just keep honing your skills and keep racing around the talented drivers that are in the area and all the different variety of tracks there is to really keep developing and 
just keep getting better behind the wheel. And uh, I think that's going to, a lot of people definitely do see potential in you and definitely think you're going to be one of the like future stars of racing in the Southeast. And we would really like to see it. And uh, we've, I've been a supporter since first time I really started seeing on Instagram. And I just, uh, I just hope you keep getting better. That's definitely the plan. We're going to just keep learning and, um, you know, keep learning from our group of guys. Got a great bunch. Um, just, I got a bunch of people that's helped me, like like Caleb Gay, uh, both the McDaniel brothers, Brandon and Wiley, you know, Baker Davis, um, Will Harrington, uh, Matt Dooley, Dalton Cook. Just love so many, so many guys that's helped me. I really can't. Um, say enough about him. I'm pretty sure I've said it before on the show, but I actually have a part of Dalton Cook's spoiler from when he wrecked really hard at Cherokee a couple months ago during the XR race. I just saw it land like right by the track. I had uh, one of the photographers over I'm like, hey, Steve, grab it for me. I took it and then didn't even. I just sent him a message like, hey, man, I got part of the spoiler if you want it back. And he's like, nah, you're good, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. I just that's the only pretty much the only Dalton Cook memory I really have because he I don't really see him that much around here. I think I saw him No, he wasn't even when I went to Rome for the uh ultimate S C D R A event. He he wasn't even there. I think it was the East Alabama with uh Hunt the Front. So but I, I like the Hunt the Front series. Have you really kept up any with it since it's been in your area a lot? Yeah, um I've I've watched a bunch of their races. Um it's definitely gonna be one of the series that we run when we go super racing in the next few years um because you know all them guys that run up front with them or you know like they make national shows they're just really good drivers up up there with them so it would be really good learning experience for Thornton out and super i think and it would that's, too. it's right. definitely one of the series i'll run Definitely seems like it's working out pretty well for Trey Mills. You guys are same age. You guys are like coming up around the same time and stuff. It seems like it's working out really well for him, and I feel like it could work really well for you down the road too. Yep. Yeah, he's been really good with that stuff this year. Um, I think he's still like fifth in the points. He he's always fast wherever he goes. It don't matter what he's driving. He's um he's definitely pretty cool to race with all the time he's always a clean driver i ain't never had no problems with him yeah i've been happy to see some of the carolina boys go out there and do it some of the carolina guys like zach mitchell ben uh not and not ben Watkins as much but like clay knight uh some of those guys have been coming out a little bit farther to do the hunt the front shows getting away from the carolina ones like uh, ultimate and carolina clash because they've been to those tracks so many times, and I like seeing them bridge out to be able to get to more uh, bigger variety of tracks. Uh, like I'm just looking at their schedule, like where they have left. They have Talladega short track at the end of the year, uh, well, at the end of the month, and then Swainsboro again. A bunch of those guys have been to Swainsboro, and then East Alabama, and they finish off at Duck River. I feel like Duck River would be a pretty cool track to uh, race at. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely pretty unique, I would say. Um, I, I don't know much about that place, but it, it looks pretty cool. I just know they like to run a lot of classes. 
Yeah. Anytime I anytime I watch the race from there on Flow, the internet's not the best out there, so the stream is very low quality, <laughs> and they run about twelve classes. <laughs> like you know, we we roll to the track and we say seven eight classes one night. We think that's a long night. Duck River likes to do twenty four hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like but, yeah, that's the same way with Cochrane. You know, we might run five classes, but it'll take about forever. We we that hunt the front race that they run there took almost two hours and we were running our fifteen lap six oh two race at like one thirty in the morning. Mm. That was a really late night. Okay, I, I they there was a little bit of shenanigans that happened in that race if I remember right. There was the whole Garrett Smith thing uh, he got suspended from if I remember right. That that might have been with was that the Josh Putnam incident? No, that wasn't. Um. I know there was a Garrett Smith incident that happened there that, that him and his dad got suspended for a little bit. I know it was that night, so maybe that uh, resulted in you guys having a little bit later tonight. But I remember the ultimate late miles out here a couple months ago. They were running at Fayetteville in North Carolina, and I thought about going there. But once I saw what time they were starting the feature and what time I would have eventually got home and I had to work the next day, I was glad I did not go. They feature didn't start rolling on track until i think 12 30 12 45 for a 50 lap 10,000 win super feature mm. and then the leader got crossed up on the start got sideways and the exit of two and caused a red flag he got flipped over car uh, jeff smith monster trucked him and that feature ended up taking an hour they got finished at one thirty, and then everybody getting home before the sun came up because fate was kind of kind of out there for where a bunch of those guys are located, and yeah, not a lot of happy uh, not a lot of happy campers that weekend. Yep, yes, you know stuff like that happens, but it's definitely not fun. Yeah, well, I've I've appreciated you having on here, uh, having you on here tonight, Matthew. Uh, you got any sponsors? Anybody you want to thank before we get out of here? Um, first off, I uh, want to thank the good Lord above for everything he's done for me. Uh, TMT Utilities, Yearwood Grading, um, uh, Brent Yearwood and uh, his wife, McDaniel Cabinets, uh, both the McDaniel brothers, the grading company, Mr. Uh, Daniel Everhart, Scorpion Race Cars, Jimmy's really helped me a bunch, um, Caleb, uh, Caleb Gay Race Cars, he's helped me a bunch too. Matt Dooley Performance, um, let's see, More Fabrication, McClay Construction, if I forgot anybody. I think that's it. Even if you did forget anybody, they know that you appreciate them either way. <laughs> Either way, yeah. it, it just takes a lot of people to be able to get these get these rides and be able to keep it going up and down the road. And uh, it seems like you guys have been up and down the road a lot. And, yeah, I just appreciate you coming on the show. Where uh, where can anybody find you on Facebook, Instagram, anything? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, uh, Matthew Taylor. Um, and find me on Instagram at MatthewTay08. Um, Post all my racing stuff on there. Updates and schedule and all that good stuff. And we're going to have a website soon. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Can't wait for it. Well, uh, have a good night, buddy. Uh, hope high school is start, uh, starting off pretty good for you. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season.
Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Matthew. Uh, really good to just learn more about him. Honestly, didn't know too much. Like, like I always say that, uh, this shows how I just really get to learn a lot about drivers and people I get to see on track or just around the track and uh, be able to bring that to you guys, learn more about their story in general, things they like, tracks they like, certain things like that. And uh, just thanks for Matthew for being willing to hop on the show. I know it's intimidating being uh, a younger person in the racing world and it's a bunch of grown-ups and intimidating coming on a show and being awesome i really appreciate it uh that's also no shade to any younger guest i've had on the show been a little shy i completely understand um and it's just awesome that matthew was able to um be pretty outgoing with it he did an awesome job and i can't wait to have him on again in the future but besides that we're gonna get into what we got coming up this weekend of September 15th and the 16th of the great year of 2023. Honestly, didn't have any of my feature racing happen at all this weekend. Like, um, I'm, I might have mentioned it in the intro, but no racing happened. I was already in Charlotte area, ended up go uh, go do some go-karts, but I was thinking about going to East Lincoln or up to Old Friendship, to Ultimate Motorsports Park. But nothing happened. It uh, ended up raining, raining, raining. So what that resulted in was East Lincoln canceled. Cherokee Speedway canceled their Open Wheel Madness. That's just not going to happen this year. And uh, they posted a whole explanation of what you can do with your wristbands from that night and late um, in late July. If you were there, I believe it was July 29th. You can go. Uh, you can ask for a refund if you're just not going to make it to any of their events for the rest of the year and for full explanation of how you can use that wristband uh, through the end of the year uh, just go to Cherokee, uh, Cherokee Speedway's Facebook I imagine it might be on their website as well but I know it's on their Facebook I saw it uh, I just appreciate them trying to make something work for the fans and the crews that did spend money trying to get racing in that night and just not working out. I know for the Carolina Sprint Tour guys that, that their passes will be good for next year for their 2024 event they'll be back so uh good to see cherokee do that they're off for a few weeks until the mike duvall memorial with the southern all-stars and all their v8 nationals events they'll have going on i believe they'll have modifieds and all uh, just everything with v8 if you think it has a v8 they're running it <laughs> pretty much but I have more details and preview of that as it comes up at the end of the month i think it's about yeah two weeks and yeah uh Obviously, Cherokee Chatter Podcast, William uh, Richard announced that he will be taking a small break until the Mike Duvall Memorial. Uh, he deserves it. He's already posted 51 episodes. I've posted 41. We've been chugging along, so you got plenty of content. You can still go back and listen to his podcast interviews. I believe he had Luke Clements on last week. That was a really good show. Uh, fun to find out more about that Clements family. Everybody knows Jeremy. But let's think what else we had. Carolina Speedway didn't have nothing, but they do have a huge race upcoming this weekend with the street stocks. I'll pull up the full information for you guys real fast. Because I know Hot Rod Rod Tucker's going to be in the house. I saw him already post it. It's going to be CRUSA Street Stock Rules. And I'm just going to pull all this up so I make sure I have all this. And I just lost my page on Facebook. That's cool. Don't you love when that stuff just randomly happens? <laughs> uh, let's find it. 
just posting previews for all the stuff. Yeah, so it's a two-day show for the BAM Street Stock Nationals. Uh, make sure I get all this right. I just want to make sure I have everything up for this. So Thursday, um, so tomorrow is going to be open practice. All divisions welcome. Uh, if you're going, going into the fits, I'll be 25 bucks. Uh, stands free if you want to go watch it. Friday will be the hot laps qualifying heat for the street stocks. Bam, Renegade Sportsman, Sharp Mini Late Malls, Thunder Bombers, Pro 4, and Seaha Hornets will be there. I believe this is... I believe they're just running maybe different rules for the SIA and the SEDRA because they have SEDRA rules Saturday. I know that's not SEDRA because they'll be at Dago. We'll get into more of that in a minute. But Saturday will be the last chance and the non-qualifier for the Street Sox 10,001 main with more Renegade Sportsmen, Sharp Mini Late Models, Southern Vintage, more Hornets, and the Crown Vex will be paying 400 to win. A good overall show, so a bunch of your regular events for Cherokee Carolina Speedway. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of hot shoes from the street stock division there, run for a huge payday. I think this is the second or third 10,001 street stock race in the area this year. I know the last one was at Cherokee when Hot Rod Tucker won it. So it should be a good show. If I was in the area, I, will, I would be there. But going into where I will be, I will hopefully, if everything turns out right, I will be at the Hornet's Nest Talladega Short Track for the first time ever in Alabama. Um, if I'm right, it might be my first time ever at Alabama. If I have been before, I was like three years old, so I'm not really going to fully count that. But uh, Friday, you know how SEDRA works if you listen to the show for a little bit. It's going to be their practice and qualifying, first round of qualifying, they'll have the second round of qualifying, and then their last chances, and then their main feature on Saturday. And they will also, this weekend, be having the Crate Racing USA 602s, 604s, Talladega Sportsmen's, the CRUSA Mods, the Factory Stocks, the Mini Stocks, Vintage Cars will also be joining um, the running order on Saturday night. Friday open practice 7 to 10, SEDRA qualifying at 10. That's a little late. Maybe we're on a little early. Maybe they're running later because more people get there. That makes sense. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, and then Saturday, gates will open a four drivers meeting at 630. So that means hot laps qualifying, which for SEDRA means just going straight into qualifying. We'll be at 7-ish, 715-ish. And if you bring in a new unwrapped toy each night to receive $5 off your ticket discount, this is the race for Toys for Tots. Uh, I will obviously be bringing a toy there that, that just, uh, I don't even need it for the $5 off or anything, but I, I plan to do that. Just help out with the kids, and I think you should too if you're going to be there. Or if you need me to get you a get you get you a toy so you can get a discount, I'll bring you a toy. <laughs> also, they got a full race program be happening at their uh, go-kart track across the street. And double features, gates open at 5, racing at 7. Pits will be 25, and pits for the weekend at the big track will be 40 for Saturday, and Friday will be 25. Friday is free grandstands, and Saturday, I'm trying to see, is 20. So pretty good deal. Normal, normal, pretty much prices you'll see anywhere. And then also, so that's everything for Talladega. I plan to be hashtag do it on location there. I will have some t-shirts. I am officially out of large and extra large i might actually have one large i'm gonna have to double check but don't hold me to it i know i just sold my last extra large 
And so uh, if you need some of those, also if you order a shirt, I have just been behind monetarily wise being able to get them out, ship them. So uh, thanks for everybody for the patience on that. And yeah, you know, let's just see what other racing we have rest of the weekend. There's one race I was missing that's in my head. I, I know Carolina Clash, I'm going to talk about them in just a second, but what track am I missing? There's something I'm missing. I know Lawrence County's running. I know Ultimate, Ultimate Motorsports Park is running, but uh, I'm just going to jump to Carolina Clash. If anybody thinks of anything, just send me a message or post about it, or I'll post about it when I think about it. Carolina Clash will be back in action this Saturday at County Line Speedway. I believe that race is for 4,000 win, could possibly be 5,000 win, but go check them out. Be a good show. Uh, them Eastern North Carolina boys are going to put it up against the uh, the guys at Carolina Clash, like Gray Part and Ben Watkins, everybody else. We're going with them. I think it should be a pretty good show. I uh, hope it is for them. And then week after, they will have the Big C Memorial at Fayetteville Motor Speedway paying a whopping 10,000 win. I hope Clash can finally get a race in. Uh, well, Fave, I was going to say finally get one, but they had one in April. But they're supposed to have one or two more since. Uh, I think this is their last scheduled one for the year at Fayetteville. Uh, like like we talked to Joey Chapman a while back, he, that's like the home for the Carolina Clash. That's where it really started. So you just like to see them be able to get those events in. And I'm just trying to think what else we got. Oh, yeah, Carolina Sprint Tour. I'm sorry, Sean. Carolina Sprint Tour will be at Lakeview Motor Speedway this weekend, running for their usual 1,000 to win. I'm just going to go over their classes they got run up with them. I know it's all their regular NASCAR sanctions. And, yeah, let me pull up Lakeview. Excuse me. I am sorry, Sean. I am sorry, Ben. <laughs> I forgot it. Uh, if you want to see who is coming on the sprint car side, go check out John Love, uh, John Lovett's Facebook. He's the awesome uh, flagman they have there. Uh, he does uh, previews of who's going to be there for all classes. I was going to pull up. Yeah, so it's going to be Pop Hans Open Wheel Madness. Uh, I wonder where they got the name from, but <laughs> it's going to be 602 Modified to run for 750 to win. Also in action is going to be their NASCAR Street Stocks, Stock V8s, SCDRA Rules, Vintage Mods, and the Juice Box Rockstar Racers. That's going to be really cool. And of course, the Carolina Sprint Tour. Pits will be, uh, pits will be 35, and Grand Sands will be 20 and 8 and under free. And hot laps will be at 5.30. Uh, big event. I think them sprint cars put on a pretty good show around Lakeview. I've never seen them run there before. And uh, I just can't wait to be able to see them again at Sumter. I'm not too sure what other races I'll see them before now and then. I believe I went over their schedule a few uh, a week or two ago when they kind of updated it. I'm just going to go over that for you guys. So, September 26. Uh, I had that wrong. Yeah, so Lakeview, August, uh, I have to get my months right. It doesn't say it on here. September 16th is Lakeview, like we just talked about. And then they will be heading back to Smoky Mountain for their race that was from July. They will be making that up September 23rd. October 6th will be Traveler's Rest on Friday. The 7th will be Harris Speedway for their championship. And I believe that is November 11th will be their championship banquet. That's going to be a big weekend. And, and then, uh, actually, to be their championship, their season finale is going to be the postponed Sumter race will be October 21st. 
That's what made me first think of it. And then their points banquet's going to be November 11th in Mount Pleasant. I would like to. I would like to make it up for that. I don't see it happening, but uh, it's gl- glad to know I'll be there for the championship now for the Carolina Sprint Tour. Uh, I, I'm trying to think how, because how it's looking. The only championship I missed for any of my series. If everything works to plan, get Lord willing, it would be S uh, Dairy. Uh, Ultimate Super Late Mods, which still bummed. I got to miss that. But, Seeing Donald McIntosh win, and uh, also um, President Donald McIntosh, he had the dislocated collarbone in Eldor during the World 100 Saturday night. Uh, he was, I believe, he was leading his heat race or second in his heat race. He was looking for a, a top four starting spot in the World 100, which would have been so huge for Billy Hicks, Double Nickel, just everybody with that. My heart was broken. The Carolina boys did put on a show. Shout out to our boy Trent freaking Ivy getting that heat race win on Thursday. That. You you don't want to understand how pumped up I was. <laughs> I think that was Heat Race 5. Try to remember this right. The whole Heat Race was North Carolina, South Carolina, and then Georgia, but two of the guys are pretty much South Carolina. The two Georgias are pretty much South Carolina. You had the two Fergies. There's a Carson and Chris. You had Trent. You had Davenport, and you had Brandon Overton. Like <laughs> It felt like a feature at Cherokee. I was so hyped up. I was whooping and hollering all in this living room here. And, yeah, shout-out to the Carolina boys doing awesome. Michael Brown, Ross Bales, Donald McIntosh. I know he's Georgia. Uh, Benji. Everybody did awesome. Uh, congrats to everybody. I hope to see all of y'all soon at the track. But I think that's going to be it for this episode of Do Much on Dirt. I appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, any updates of where I'm going, any tracks, anything. Obviously, if anybody wants to be a sponsor for my coverage this weekend at Talladega, uh, all offers are welcome. I do have some, uh, excuse me, dang hiccups start hitting me out of nowhere. But uh do have some bonus little cool content coming out with our boy Taylor Wood. We had on about a month ago with the in-person podcast. Uh, that's actually my second most listened to episode, and I appreciate everybody checking out that one and just all these episodes but if anybody wants to sponsor this weekend or just come on the show in general i have packages to be able to uh, hop on for a few months for the rest of the season as like a featured sponsor associate sponsors certain things like that so uh, if your business would like to be broadcasted and uh, like to have me represent i'd be honored to so uh, anybody interested just send me a message on any of the social medias and i'll get back to you and we can maybe work out a deal or if you're somebody in the alabama area and want me to promote your business while I'm doing my do much on location post. I'd love to do that too. Just anybody send me a message if you're, if you're willing to, or if you just like watching the show and like listen to, I appreciate that too. It helps me out a lot. And uh, I enjoyed kind of checking the, how many lessons I get throughout the day. And, and I don't check it that much. I'm not obsessed about it. I'll check it once or twice a day, like first two days episodes out. But I do like to see like, Hey, it went from this to that. I got a couple couple listens throughout the night. That's pretty that's pretty cool. Because I know how much time it is for people to just be able to listen to stuff because I listen to stuff a lot. And I appreciate just people putting time in this show. I really do. And I just hope you guys have a good night. Don't forget to uh, check out Do Much on Dirt on all the social medias. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, X. Did I say Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> but just have a good one.